as I think we'll kind of dive into a little deeper, you know, what I do is, is more than just pizza. Can you talk about some of the specifics of some of those things? Because I imagine this this is more than like doing Reiki symbols on the pepperoni before you make a pizza, right? Like this isn't like this isn't just like you went to a Reiki class and started. Which is to also a great idea. <laughs> You're like, actually, that, that sounds wonderful. Welcome, welcome to the Second Paradigm Podcast. We have our first guest. We do have our first guest. That's <laughs> very, very exciting. We are here with Nathan Curry, Yay. who runs Freak Bros Pizza. And Nathan was in our mastermind. Mm-hmm. We had an incredible nine months with him. Yeah. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. So cool. And it became very quickly obvious from our first chat yeah. that not only was it highly aligned to do this work, but that in so many ways, his vision is already and was already a second paradigm business in so many senses of the word, even more than we could articulate at the time. And to be able to be here and to interview him now and to have him just talk about this coming out of the container, not even just what that journey was, but just what this thing is, because I'm so fascinated with second paradigm business because it takes so many iterations. It's not mm-hmm. just an info company where we teach spiritual things. This is so much more of a movement and this is so much more of an embodiment of divinity of light of all of these beautiful values that we all want to see in society. So yeah, I'm excited to have you on. I think we're both yeah. really excited. Same. <laughs> and yeah, we'd love to kick it over to you just to introduce yourself. Tell us about your business, anything that feels here and up. Heck yeah. Well, I'm stoked to be here. Thanks for having me, David and Miriam. It's um, kind of surreal uh, not being in the mastermind anymore, and uh, but coming back here a few weeks later after we ended that container and um, now being able to just share a few things that I learned there and, and a few things about who I am. So yeah, I started my business, Freak Brothers Pizza, five years ago. Um, I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I never knew what that was going to be. And it was really a divine accident that I started making pizza. Uh, basically, my brother puts on these running races and had a guy who builds these wood-fired pizza ovens on wheels. And he came out to a couple of his races, and we ended up buying an oven from him and I learned how to make pizza. Um, I, I didn't have a job at the time, so I was like, sure, I have nothing better to do. I'll go make some pizzas, like, why not? Mm-hmm. Um, had no idea that would turn into a, a career path for me, but it's um, it's really shown me that like, um, to a degree, like it doesn't really matter what you do um, with your job or with your career, but it's really like, there's there's just a whole lot of room for like how you do it. And to me, that's been like a really powerful thread of my business is like, I actually never even worked in a restaurant before I started my business. I had no (laughs) skills or experience making pizza other than maybe randomly with a friend or family member at some point, but, you know, had no background or skill set in the actual profession I went into. And yet I have been successful and, and continue to become more successful because um, as I think we'll kind of dive into a little deeper, you know, what I do is, is more than just pizza. Um, really what we're doing on a deeper level is, is 
truly trying to bring transformation into people's lives. And, mm -hmm. you know, the product we sell and the food that we make is pizza. And that's kind of what the world knows us for. But I think the reason that we have the loyal customer base that we do, the reason I have the loyal employees that I do is because what we actually do, what we're actually in the business of is making love tangible. And that's like a phrase that came to me uh, back in 2013 when I went to Burning Man. I, I had kind of a rock bottom experience there um, that was very powerful. And that was one thing that I walked away from that experience with was that like my purpose, like my mission, what I really wanted to do was to make love tangible. And that's what I'm in the business of. And it's actually a great thing that um, I'm doing pizza because pretty much everybody loves pizza. <laughs> so it's something that people can relate to, something they can connect with and it's fun, it's tasty and it's, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> mm -hmm. Love that. Mm-hmm. What came first, the wanting to make love tangible or the pizza? Oh, I definitely love wanting to, to make love tangible came first. Mm -hmm. So that that's really started happening. I, uh, I graduated college um, in 2012 and mm -hmm. spent the next year or two kind of figuring out like what I want to do with the rest of my life or at least in this next major phase because I... I was working a marketing job at the time um, and, you know, it was okay. I was good at it, but like, I didn't really, didn't really hold my attention. It, I knew that wasn't all that I was meant to come here to do. And it just didn't quite vibe with something deeper inside of me that was calling me. So I ended up letting go of that and kind of spending a year soul searching and you know, really getting clear on my values, really getting clear on my vision, really getting clear on who I wanted to become and who I was at my core. And once I got super clear on those things, that's when the pizza showed up. And that's when it started to land was uh, once I understood who I wanted to become and what I wanted to represent and what I wanted to bring to the world, that's when the actual tangible like external thing in the world showed up of like, here, this is your thing to do. And I didn't even know it when it showed up. Like I had no clue that cooking pizzas once a month on the weekends at my brother's running races would turn into anything significant. Totally. So um, that was actually kind of a surprise when that happened. That's actually my next question. Like at what point, so you know that you want to make love tangible and you feel almost your like mission and purpose emerging from your very being. You're like, this is who I'm meant to be in the world. This is what I'm meant to do in the world. And then pizza kind of falls into your lap and it feels more open and fun. At what point did you recognize that those were the same thing? At what point did that recognition fully drop in that, oh, I actually get to do this through pizza, which seems like a total mind fuck but at the same time is just it just felt feels so right and it seems so true and feels so <laughs> true and you're and you're actively doing it so yeah i'm curious at what point did you know that they were the same thing it was kind of a it was kind of a gradual awareness that built over time it was like you know for a few months i would you know go to these events and and i would just see how happy people were and how like just the simple joy of giving someone food was really rewarding and and working with my friends was really rewarding because you know i didn't really 
know anyone in the business at the time. So I just asked a couple of friends, Hey, want to cook, cook, come cook pizzas for a few hours. And, um, you know, it just kind of very, very, very from scratch built organically. And I think I hit certain stages where I was like, Hey, like I could actually like do something with this. Like I have creative control over this and that's really cool. And I can turn this into what I want it to be. You know, that the energetic foundation, if you will, is very malleable and something I have control over. Even if I don't have as much experience in what I'm doing, like I'll learn that over time. But what I do have full control over and what I, what really matters to me about what I'm doing is that like, I'm using my creative juices and being able to infuse them into the business. And I think about a year into the business, I had a vision for having a brick and mortar restaurant because we started like getting more and more feedback of like, wow, this is amazing pizza. Like this is the best pizza I've ever had. And I was kind of, I was actually kind of confused. So I was like, do these people know I have no idea what I'm doing? <laughs> like, I have no clue what I'm doing. I'm just figuring this out as I go. And they're like acting like I like <laughs> am some like trained chef or something who's making this like amazing, amazing pizza. And it, honestly, from day one, we were getting that feedback from the very first time I went to a family party to cook a few pies just to test it out. We got that feedback of like, this is amazing pizza. Like, wow, like this is the mm. best pizza I've ever had. And it was really like reflecting back on those moments that I realized that there was something deeper than like making good pizza. It was like, what energy am I infusing into what am I doing? What intentions, what values am I infusing into what I'm doing? And I realized like, that's what people were really experiencing. That's what they were receiving. That's what they were tasting even was the love, if you will, that we were putting into it. And, and I like eventually connected the dots of like, oh, wow, like this is making love tangible. That's what I've been saying. That's what I've been thinking about. And I'm just like, wow, like that's actually what's happening here. And it's like so freaking powerful. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hmm. And then can you just tell the people <laughs> about your birthday? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. So crazy. I have kind of. I have kind of a, a, an interesting, so I actually have two birthdays. Um, so, so my mom was in labor the night of March 14th, 1990, and I was born at exactly midnight, which is technically March 15th at 12 a.m., but on my birth certificate, the doctor wrote March 14th, 12 a.m., so he messed it up. Uh, so legally my birthday is on the 14th. Um, but actually I was born on the 15th. And the very interesting thing about that, how this ties back to pizza is that, um, it's actually, so three, 314 is Pi day. And if you know, like the, um, the number of pi, it's 3.1415, which is (laughs) like the cusp of my birthday that I was born on, which is so wild. So yeah, once I realized that too, I'm like, oh yeah, I meant to be making pizza. This actually makes sense. <laughs> I was literally born for this. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, I love that story so much. Mm. Awesome. No. Sweet. <sighs> You're good at question Did asking. You, thank you. Yeah. Did you realize that you were different than other businesses fairly quickly? Or did the values come in more and more and more and then you started to diverge from other businesses? Like what was this journey to where you are now? Because I see you now and I see that you're 
wisdom and value focused almost centrally. And from that, that informs so many aspects of your business. It informs your staffing. It informs your hiring process. It informs your like your scheduling. It informs everything in, in a way. And I'm curious... I think obviously that was a ramp up, but I'm curious at kind of what point you noticed or if you noticed that there was a difference between you and other mm -hmm. businesses and, and how you should do things or how people do things. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So I'm kind of seeing this arc um, of what happened. So before I started my business, I started like theoretically understanding what type of business I wanted to create and what type of life I wanted to live and how actually my values were different than a lot of the people around me and how I thought the world could work was much different than how it was working. Like a lot mm. of things just like don't, didn't really make sense to me. Like, why are we at war with each other all the time and just like killing each other? Like that doesn't make sense. Like, why are we feeding ourselves poison? And like, why is like organic produce like a weird thing you know back then like it was a weird thing like oh you're buying organic like that's so like bougie or something <laughs> but i'm like why is it weird to want like if i had to choose between buying food that had poison in it or not having poison in it like why wouldn't i choose to not eat poison like mm -hmm. it seems such like things like that seem so simple to me and yet like it went against like the mainstream of like what people believed and what people were doing. And um, so the world just seemed a bit backwards to me in a lot of ways and how we did business seemed very backwards to me as well. Theoretically, I'm like, why do we work ourselves to the ground and destroy ourselves? And then at the end of the day, you know, we wind up 40, 50 years old, finally having maybe enough money to actually do some things we want to do with our lives when we've already spent most of the good years of our lives just working ourselves into the ground. Mm -hmm. So there's just a lot of things like that that were seen backwards to me. The interesting thing that happened is, you know, so I kind of started with that excitement and that momentum and, and stuff. But then a few years into my business, like I started experiencing the real challenges of trying to run a business that goes against what the world is doing, what goes against what most business owners were doing. And in a way, I almost had to conform and like learn certain aspects of how business is done because that's how the world is doing it. And that's what works mm -hmm. or, or what has worked. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And so like I almost in a way felt like I went backwards or like flipped around or, or almost like lost some of those values for a while mm -hmm. because I had to truly understand like what most business owners are going through and why they do things the way they do. And I understand that now. Like I understand how we've gotten to the place we've gotten to in business and why, you know, I guess most specifically restaurants are run how they are. It's very cutthroat. It's very stepping on each other's toes. It's very like, you know, get the job done, try to be the top dog. Like there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. And I understand how all that happened. And there was still a piece of me that the the entire time was holding on to this very special vision that things could be different. And so it's really just been in the last year or so that I started to more and more break away from that again. It's not as if I like stopped doing the things that were important to me the whole time I've been building my business in the way that I wanted to. But I think I experienced kind of a peak level of resistance a few years in of like really having to prove myself and really like, is this business going to make it? 
you know, mm-hmm. those first three to five years, like kind of determine if that business is going to last or not. And I, mm-hmm. and I know what that feels like now. And now being in year five and feeling like we've gotten over that major hump and things are starting to get better and better. Um, I'm starting to have more freedom to do things how I really want to do them again. Um, so that's kind of been the arc that I've, I've went through. And I'm, I'm really grateful for that whole period because, you know, it's almost like it's one thing to like have visions of like this humanity that's like harmonious and beautiful and, and everybody gets along. But unless you can actually speak to the people who are in power and speak to the majority of people and how they're experiencing reality, you can't really connect with them and you can't really help them to shift as much. Um, I feel like I have a lot more power and ability to impact others now that I deeply understand what others are going through, what specifically other business owners are going through so that I can be like, yes, like I see that's why you're doing it this way. And I've done that as well. And maybe try this on for size and see if that just feels a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's the place I've come to recently is just like, I see and understand why we do what we do and I see a better way. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of directions that we could go. I think what I am most curious about from this whole pocket is the level of practicality that's involved, because I think this is a really unique business from a spiritual Mm -hmm. perspective. This is gold because you have staff, you have costs, you have margins and these are things that I think lots of people don't quite have to take into consideration when they're running online businesses. Their costs are fairly low and it's almost like they're right up against themselves and that's their evolutionary edge. And I think it's easy to to almost start to compartmentalize that aspect of life into spirituality and say, oh, spiritual people work for themselves and have a bunch of time freedom. And, you know, I think that's, that's a very mm-hmm. common belief. But I love that you're kind of a paradigm rocker in that your mission and purpose is highly spiritual, but also very highly practical. And you're very much on the ground and working long hours and, and really, really in it with your team. And yeah, I'm curious, just your perspectives on this, like where do practice, where does practicality and groundedness meet that spiritual ease and flow and, and all the the lovely Mm -hmm. things that we're trying to integrate more into all of our lives? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting being in a, yeah, like a very hands-on business, like very, like get your hands dirty, nitty gritty. Like I've worked so many like weekends where I hardly slept and uh, just a lot of physical labor. And, you know, especially in the beginning, just working all the positions, all the hours, like, um, you know, I actually tried to start a few more like online businesses before this, but it's just nothing even got close to sticking because I had was called to something else. Mm-hmm. And I think the powerfulness of having a business like mine is it's, I want to, the phrase that's coming up is it's, it's whole body spirituality mm-hmm. and it's, it's really forced me in a way to have to walk my talk. And to like to understand these spiritual concepts, because I I would call myself a very spiritual person, very spiritually in tune. And, you know, that's like 
some of the first major like tribe and community I connected with was like very like spiritual communities, but I never quite fit into what, like I was never just like a yoga teacher or like uh, a coach or, you know, marketing, online marketing business owner, which are all great and, and that's awesome. And I just never quite fit into those boxes. Like that was never quite my full calling. You know, I've done things like, you know, I'm a certified yoga teacher. I'm a certified energy healer, things like that, that a lot of people wouldn't even know about me meeting me in my line of work. Mm -hmm. But, you know, for me, my business is an opportunity to take those lessons and really understand them on a much deeper level and learn how to embody them on a much deeper level mm -hmm. so that it's not just these ideas and thoughts in my head it's something that's actually tangible it's actually tangible it's actually <laughs> in the world i'm actually like day to day affecting these other people's mm -hmm. lives you know the people who work for me the people that we're feeding our customers like even our suppliers you know that how i interact with them like can have an effect you know the different event right. organizers or the mobile events we go to you know for me that's all just more opportunities to take these spiritual principles and put them into practice and to actually mm -hmm. ground them into the planet, into the yes. world, into this yeah. reality. Yes, yes, yes. Can you talk about some of the specifics of some of those things? Because I imagine this this is more than like doing Reiki symbols on the pepperoni before you make a pizza, right? <laughs> like this isn't like, this isn't just like <laughs> you went to a Reiki class and started to integrate some idea. of these things. <laughs> You're like, actually, that, that sounds wonderful. Well, I was going to say, can you tell us about the samurai pizza? Yes. Yes. Great. That's such a perfect example. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 For sure. Um, so, so there's this thing that I do. Um, it's called the, it's not, it's like a pizza on our secret menu. It's called the samurai special. And basically you pay $25 for this pizza. Uh, currently it's $25. It'll probably be more in the future. Um, uh, but basically <laughs> I have to be on site to, to do this and I will, have like a, a mini consultation with someone just chat with them ask them a few questions um kind of get to know like what are their goals dreams intentions like maybe ask them a few fun just random questions like what's your favorite color like i don't know it just it's all intuitive it all just comes to me in the moment but basically i'm just trying to get a read on this person's energy who they are what their desires are and kind of like um, my goal is to then, so once I, once I feel like I'm there and I've gotten what I needed, I, then I'll go over to the, the pizza making table and I'll stretch them a pie and then I'll top a pizza. Oh, that, the other thing I ask them is if they have any specific like ingredient requests, like, is there anything that you absolutely love? Is there anything that you don't want on there? And I'll be like, okay. And then I'll walk over, I'll stretch my pie and then that's my canvas. And then intuitively I will top this pizza. Uh, usually in some kind of designs or, or patterns or like I'll just pick different ingredients with different colors and it's like I'm doing a painting basically mm -hmm. on this pizza and then I'll cook the pizza cut it and then serve it to them and that's like their personalized pizza like infused with their attentions and, and hopes and dreams and energy and like every person who I've like fed that to has been like wow like that's the best pizza i've ever had like <laughs> amazing like it's almost like getting your own like psychic reading and then like putting that in a pizza and then you like get mm -hmm. to eat it or something it helps <laughs> to like accelerate your your dreams something like that 
Um, yeah. <laughs> I see, I'm, I'm just making all this up. Like I, no one told me to do that. I'd never seen anybody do that before. I just like the idea just came to me and it sounded fun. And I'm just like, all right, I'm going to like try this out. And, and it's just like another way that I can infuse my spiritual principles and creativity into something that will positively impact someone else's life. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love it mm-hmm. so much. <laughs> Man. It's so cool that you get to like come out and play so much in your business and that you're so, you're so interwoven into the culture. Mm-hmm. That just, to me feels like the ease and flow piece mm-hmm. of the practicality, like mm-hmm. being in that space, making the samurai special. Like it just, it feels so you, mm-hmm. which is, yeah, just ease. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Can you talk about, I want to get into staffing soon, um, but I would love to, I would love to know your thoughts on, man, it went, I know, flew away. That was weird. I felt it. Yeah. You felt it <laughs> yeah. fly away. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, I would love to get your thoughts on your staff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'd love yes. to hear about staffing. Yeah, because I think you have a really, really unique experience with staffing. And again, it just feels like another example of how you're doing this thing, this grounded mm-hmm. spiritual business. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so staffing is probably one of my favorite things to talk about in my business. Um, and interestingly enough, like a lot of other business owners, specifically restaurant owners I've talked to, like hate staffing. Like they hate having to, they hate the hiring process. They hate the training process. They hate having to deal with employees. You know, even just like the terminology they use is very like disconnected, like almost like it's not even like a human that we're talking about here. Beliefs are like, you know, oh, it's so hard to find good people. Like, oh, like my employees suck. Like they don't do anything I tell them to. Like they always do it wrong. Like always have to watch them so closely. And like uh, just all these things. It's almost like they're not even talking about a human being. They're just talking about this thing that they hate, that they're annoyed by. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and I get that. Like I, I understand that perspective and I've experienced a little bit of that. Um, but my experience is basically the opposite. I actually have no problems finding good people. It's actually really easy. I put hardly any effort into it. Um, I love the people who work with us. I have an amazing, uh, leadership team. Um, I have amazing staff who, who work for me, who love coming to work every day. I've had so many employees tell me how much working for us has positively changed their life. You know, one particular example, just to give an even more tangible example is Mm -hmm. like, um, so this one kid who started working with us last year, he said before he started working with us, he would have these like migraines like every day, like, and he would just be so anxious. And as soon, like the week he started working with us, it all went away. He didn't have any more migraines, like his anxiety went away. Like he just like felt so much better every day. Mm And, and like really attributed to that, like coming to work for us, which usually is the opposite. Usually you start working in a place and then you start to get more anxious, you start to get more stressed out. And like, mm-hmm. we're really trying to do something different. Um, like, I think a good way to sum up 
my staffing and how my staff experiences working in the business is so like one of my main probably my one of my top three key performance indicators of my business that I personally ascribe to is do my employees feel better at the end of their shift than when they started. I love and that's that something so that is that's consistently true for thing. us. Like that's literally one of the top three indicators I judge my entire business off of. Like if we're successful or not is are my employees feeling better at the end of their shift than when they started? Mm -hmm. They might be slightly more physically tired because they worked a long shift. You know, mm -hmm. that's like kind of like understood, but in every other way, my employees tell me they generally feel a lot better. Like they're so glad they came to work. They're so <laughs> glad, like sometimes they don't want to leave work, <laughs> which is freaking sweet. Like that's like, that's to me, that's like the ice, that's like gold. Like that's like, wow, I've like truly done something special here. If like that is consistently our experience, you know, and, and we're not perfect, you know, it's not like every day is like the best day ever. Like, I, I just want to be super real with you about that. Like some days still suck. Like some days, like I'm kind of a annoying, like micromanaging boss. Like, you know, I have my bad days too, but like overall, we all get along well, we all have a good time and we all trust enough in each other and believe enough in each other that like we're willing to work through those issues when they do arise, because overall we understand like we have it made, like we have a great, great environment to work in and we're really blessed to be able to work in that environment. Mm. That's amazing. I love that measure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It like doesn't even make sense from no. like a, <laughs> from a business perspective, your employees feeling better after they leave. Like it's not even, it doesn't even make sense. It's, it's so, so incredible that mm -hmm. they're going there and yes, they're getting paid and it is their job, but they thoroughly enjoy it mm -hmm. because of the space that you've created. Yeah. 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 To me, that's like, that's like, why my business is a second paradigm business is because things like that are happening in it. You know, it's just, it's a different, it's a total, it takes a totally different foundation to have an experience like that. You can't just like at the end of a shift be like, all right, guys, we're gonna take five minutes to like, you know, meditate and breathe and let all that stress go. So you can feel good when you leave here. It's not even that it's literally like through the process of working your shift it's almost like you're able to work through your shit. Like during your shift, work through your shit. Like by like doing the the whatever tasks that you're tasked to do, it's like using that as an opportunity to like better yourself and improve yourself and to do it amongst people who feel good and are supportive and, and mm -hmm. empowering. Um, mm -hmm. and, and that you can't you can't train that overnight. Like that that takes setting the whole foundation of the business with a different set of beliefs and values and intentions. And it's going to take a while to actually ground that in and have that be the consistent experience. Mm -hmm. You know, there was always elements of it even early on in the business, but we've refined it a lot more over the last five years to the point now where like when someone jumps on board from their very first day, their very first experience with us, it's like consistently very high and very positive and they're super grateful to be a part of the team, you know, and that's, mm. and that's awesome. I love mm -hmm. that. It's so cool that you said to work through your <laughs> shit and your shift because typically what, what happens is you're told to like leave it at the door and you're told to like 
Mm. like compartmentalize your being and like however you're showing up that day we're taught to compartmentalize that especially at work and like not show up however we feel but I imagine showing up just as raw and authentic as you are it'll just shift quicker like whatever is there like we'll just move once you like talk to the like your favorite person at work and you're like oh my god I'm so glad so and so is working today like and then like it just it gets to move so much faster but if you're if you're scared and you're thinking you need to be someone else before you can even walk in the door to show up for your shift, like the, I just imagine that creates, I, I mean, I know I lived it. I worked in it. It creates so much inner turmoil because you're like putting on this face of who you think you're supposed to be. So that way you impress your boss and you don't die <laughs> because you lose your job and like mm-hmm. all these things, like it's a whole domino effect. So I love that there's just this inherent permission for people to be who they are. And, mm. and there's this elevated standard of, and vibration of of who you're attracting it's awesome mm-hmm. i love it wow yeah and it's it's even day to day it is a challenge still to um, maintain that very specific vibration mm-hmm. because it's i often swing we often swing back and forth on the pendulum of being like you can even get to the point where you're too loose with things and you're too like oh like anything is welcome here. Like you can show up however you're feeling and just Mm -hmm. like show up to work and just be that way. Like that's actually not the full solution. Like part of it is showing up and being able to be who you are and showing up and being how you are and it's okay. And there is a certain level of professionalism and boundaries that we have to set because of this we're specifically in a work environment and we're collectively creating something together and we're interacting with a lot of different kinds of people Mm -hmm. and we're trying to create a very specific experience for everyone that we have even had issues with people almost being like too emotional at work or like like almost like leaking energy that shouldn't be there that isn't helpful for being Mm -hmm. there so Yes, you can work through your stuff, but it's it's in a more specific mm-hmm. way that you can work through it. And I, we've had to like kind of stumble along and figure that out. We've also had other times where we've been so strict that it's like because we had we were so loose that it's like we felt like we needed <laughs> way more boundaries and structure. So it's like then we almost like over rebalance, like and having too much structure and being a little too strict and a little too like straight and narrow. And if you don't like crack a, a smile every five seconds, you're fired. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's, I think on it, it's, it's a balance of both. It's, it's, it's really a harmonizing of both. It's, it's the like ease and flow and like, oh, like everything is fine. Everything is good. Everything's going to be okay. Everything is perfect. Yes. And like, keep doing better. Like keep pushing a little bit, keep growing, keep stretching, keep expanding, like lean into that discomfort a bit, you know, and it's really learning and and teaching our employees how to discern between the two. You know, we had an employee recently who had a little too much personal issues going on that he couldn't really focus at work and it became apparent and it was like affecting other employees. And, you know, we've had this happen several times and they have, he actually like, I had a conversation with this employee and and he decided to take a step back for a little bit so he could deal with that stuff because mm. he realized he wasn't going to be able to show up and give his best for the team. And, you know, he needed the best move for him and for, for us was just to take a step back for now mm-hmm. and to really like 
set those clear boundaries and then like whenever he's ready like you can we'll welcome him back in um so it is it is a bit of a balance and i think that's why um this type of business is challenging but also very rewarding and very high potential for growth is because it's one thing to talk about ease and flow from a theoretical perspective and it's an or or just to talk about like grinding and like the gary v's of the world and like just like push 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 hustle 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 like those are both valid perspectives those are both important i i actually value both of those very much and almost equally but to actually take those and infuse them together I see very few people in the world doing that, like on the the scale that I want to be doing that, that I am more and more doing mm -hmm. that. So I would love to see more and more mm -hmm. inspirational figures that are a fusion of the two. I kind of usually see one or the other. Mm -hmm. um, and I would love to see more and more people who really like have that energy of freaking hustle. If I need to work for 20 hours straight, I'll do it. Like if that's what's being called for mm -hmm. and I'm going to take care of myself, I'm going to rest, I'm going to like, take care of my body. I'm going to do things with as much ease as I can. And, you know, mm -hmm. I'm almost like laughing at myself right now because I feel like how bad I am at that sometimes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just like, oh man, I just wasted like three hours on my phone last night that I probably should have been sleeping. Like, <laughs> I just want to be real with people that like, yeah. this is on the one hand, this is very real. And this is what I live a majority of the time. And I'm still very human and I fuck up a lot. And I like, waste time a lot and 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 just like make the wrong choices a lot of times and like i'm not in tune with my intuition a lot of times but like the overall of my trajectory is like it's a very soul aligned business and like i'm continuing to grow and improve and things are continuing to grow and improve mm -hmm. love that mm -hmm. yeah i mean it feels like we've thoroughly flushed out the what like what it looks like for you to run the second paradigm business like <laughs> it's the samurai pizzas it's the staffing that just they just roll in and they're super aligned and you're like whoa i guess this is just what my business is calling in i guess this is just what we have here like mm. it shows up in so many different aspects of your business and i think that's what's so cool is that like these big values and aspirations are integrated into all of this like so much so that like you go into all of the things and like they almost seem like separate things that you just like optimized or you made really good or you like got really good at this thing. But I love that it all started from this core place. Like we want to make love tangible through these pizzas. And like when that value set started, I mean, it seems like it's totally trickled down into everything. And I think that's one of the core differences that I see between the way that you've run this entire business and the way that lots of people do is from like your intuition and your spirituality and your values and infusing that into a business in a way that's almost unprecedented. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm having it. What's coming up for me right now is, is kind of to go back to something you asked me earlier on, uh, which was, you know, how is your business different from other mm -hmm. businesses? Did you always feel like, did I feel like I was different? And I remember when I was a kid, I don't remember exactly what age, maybe around seven or six or seven, I was talking to my dad, because um, he's he's an entrepreneur, he's ran several different kinds of businesses with his brothers for like over three decades. And um, I was talking to him about business and I had kind of learned at some point that like, oh, like the number one purpose that uh, a business exists is to make a profit. 
Like that's what all the business books teach, the classes. It's like the mm-hmm. purpose of business is to make profit. And I always thought that was so wrong and backwards and like empty. And I'm just like, what? That doesn't make any sense. And I was like trying to argue, like explain this to my dad, how that didn't make sense and that that wasn't mm-hmm. right. And he's like, no, that's like, that's like the number that's one like goal the of business, business school definition to, of, to, of a business. Is to, make, is to make a profit. And I was like, well, look at it this way. Like the business wouldn't exist without people. Money wouldn't exist without people, like without human beings, like both of those, they're just ideas. Like the ideas don't even exist. Like humans are what's most real. People are what's most real. So I was almost trying to trace back to like, why did business start in the first place? Why do we do business? Mm -hmm. And what came to me was like to, to make people's lives better, to improve people's lives. Like a business is a collective of people and resources and energy and intention and purpose, you know, everything, all of that gathered around a common goal to ultimately enhance humanity, to enhance people's lives in a very genuine way that we couldn't do as just individual humans. That Mm -hmm. to me made a lot more sense than to make extra money. Like Mm -hmm. that didn't make any sense to me. So it almost made me, really deeply think about why am I doing this business? Like the world sure as heck doesn't need just another pizza place. Like there's plenty of fucking pizza places out there. And I guarantee that there's a lot of pizza places that make better pizza than I do. You know, like Mm. I'm very real with people. Like I'm not a trained chef. Like I've, I'm very self-taught, self-learned. And, you know, I think at this point I'm, I'm not quite even ready to call myself a chef yet. But I would say that I am an experienced, like I'm experienced in the kitchen and like I have creativity and like mm-hmm. I, I put things together, but like, you know, there's people who know way more about pizza than I do and make way better, like from a traditional standard, like pizza than I do. But for me, what's unique about my business is like, we're here to serve humanity. Like we're here to serve the collective and we're here to help people to heal we're here to help nourish people, body, mind, and soul. And that's, to me, why my pizza tastes so good to people. Like, that's why people keep coming back to us. Mm-hmm. Not because I make the best Neapolitan pizza around because I've been doing mm-hmm. it for 25 years. It's because I have a deep, deep desire to help humanity to transform, to help humanity to grow, to bring together a collective energy to, to grow this thing. So that's kind of just another way that I would say that I'm different in how I approach a business is like, I try to be a very much a people and a purposed focused business rather than a, just a purely profit driven business. Profit's important. Profit means you're efficiently running your business. You're cutting unnecessary costs and you're maximizing the amount of revenue, the good energy you're bringing in, you know, so that ultimately though, you can serve more people and serve people better, you know, but I don't need a ton of money and I don't need a ton of stores to truly make an impact on people's lives. I could never grow beyond one store and still make plenty of impact on people's lives if I'm doing it right. Like if I'm doing it in a very authentic way and if we just continue to improve on what we're currently doing, you know, I mean, it's humans who run the business. Without humans, none of this would exist. So, like, Mm -hmm. if I'm not making people's lives better every day, then, like, why am I really doing this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
it's funny that you ended with that last phrase because I was literally about to ask like, why are you really doing this? Because I think this is, because this is so fundamentally different, there's aspects of it that I think are challenging and it is different sometimes to be doing something so different. It's challenging to be doing something so different and to be out in the world and to be embodying something that isn't consensus and for so many people doesn't quite make sense. So why do do why do you do this? Like what is the what's the purpose of all of this for you? Why run a second paradigm business to begin with? Yeah, it's it's an interesting question and how I want to answer that is the reason that I'm doing this, at least to be as raw as I can, like the reason I first started doing this was for very, uh, quote, selfish reasons. I started this business and I specifically started it and, and built it in the way that I did because I was trying to create a space that I needed. I was trying to create an environment that I needed for myself, first and foremost. Like I got in tune with my soul and my desires and my pain and my agony that I was going through and how lonely I felt, how unaccepted I felt most of my life, how just like shunned and different I felt. And I think a lot of it was unconscious at first. It's becoming more and more conscious, but I think my soul knew that it needed to create a safe space for me to exist in this world. Otherwise, I didn't want to be here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so selfishly, I created my business in the way I did because nobody else was going to give it to me. Nobody mm -hmm. else was going to create the kind of environment that my sensitive soul really needed to grow, to live, to, to first of all, just survive. And second of all, to one day thrive. Mm -hmm. And it's been amazing to see from that how much that has positively affected affected other people who work with me and how mm -hmm. like a number of them have told me like wow you've created like the exact environment that i needed like that i never had that i wished mm -hmm. i had growing up you know a lot of the people who work with me were bullied when they were younger they were the outcasts they were the the ones who were uh, literally they were the freaks you know <laughs> it's mm -hmm. by the way i didn't know why the business had to be called Freak Brothers Pizza when we first called it Freak Brothers Pizza. It was kind of just a joke at first. There was this comic book from the 70s and one of our friends photoshopped mine and my brother's faces on there. And like, it was kind of a joke how it started, but it's crazy how uh, meaningful it actually is. And more and more meaningful it's becoming in that like, what we're doing is like, I'm kind of like creating a safe haven for people who are different you know, empaths, sensitive people, people who were part of, you know, never quite part of a group, you know, maybe bounced around, but never quite found, you know, their friend groups. It's like, I have a lot of friends from high school or college who like, you know, they became friends in high school and they're still like, that's the people they still hang out with to today or in college. And, you know, that's awesome. I never quite found that, you know, I always had a resonance, certain amount of resonance with people I connected with but never quite enough that I was like, oh, like this person's gonna be like my best friend for the rest of my life or something. It wasn't until more and more recently that I've started to meet people, mainly through what I've created 
like the people who I connect with on a soul level who I'm like, wow, like you're part of my soul family. Like I could see us really staying connected for like years to come. And I feel like I'm just starting to meet those people too. Like I feel like I'm going to meet more and more of those people over the coming years. But it's almost like we're all spread across the globe and there was only so many of those kind of people in each geographic region. And now it's like I've been starting to meet people who are like, oh, you grew up over here. You were over there. Like, oh, you were holding it down over in the West Valley. Like you were, I was in the East Valley. Like um, it's, it's really cool to see those people start to come to my life. And like I said, it's, it's effortless. I'm not seeking them out. I'm just doing my thing and emanating and just like vibrating what I represent and those people find me and we come from completely different backgrounds you know just mm-hmm. kind of one last tangible example of of you know kind of on my staff and what I love about that is like I have uh you know one of my main managers who works with me you know he grew up in East Mesa in you know over in the east valley in phoenix you know was part of the the gang life over there and has been trying to escape that for a number of years and like Mm. we come from you know where i grew up in a you know upper middle class family never had to worry about any kind of safety issues or having food on my table i wasn't like we weren't rich or anything but you know we had enough to get by and to do some hobbies and stuff i never had to worry about anything like that you know i grew up in a very comforted environment and, you know, he grew up in pretty much the opposite. you got to just make your own way and, and watch your back. And, like, it's crazy how much we understand each other and how much we connect through just not fitting in. You know, he never quite fit in with that group and never wanted to stay a part of that for, for the long run, you know. And I never quite fit in when I was growing up. And, like, we both kind of have this shared set of pain and also shared set of like um like qualities to us that it's it's almost doesn't make sense how we should connect but we do like our souls connect on some level and this is like the story of like everyone who works with me we all have such a different background and yeah we all find these common threads of connection that we're really this hodgepodge group of like you would never think like you never meet these people outside of like freak bros like you would never just meet them in passing like in the things the activities you're doing in your own lives it's really cool how it's become this vehicle to connect people from different backgrounds and help us to find and understand each other on a deeper level amazing man Mm -hmm. yeah it's awesome yeah it's been super good getting a just a snapshot into your business because you're really, really doing something unique. And I mm-hmm. think there are people listening to this whose minds are blown, first <laughs> off, about various aspects of business and who you've opened a lot of possibility for mm-hmm. just by paving your path. And I can resonate a lot, man. I mean, I started channeling for very selfish reasons. I wanted to know the answers to everything. <laughs> I, I needed to know insatiable desire. And... I can feel you evolving into this place and moving into this place and gaining more of this perspective of how helpful this thing that you created for yourself is actually for the world Mm -hmm. and how helpful all this is for the world. And it's cool to see you embodying it and owning it more every day Mm -hmm. and to just, just be building the business that you are. It is such a pleasure to, to watch this business grow and flourish. And I'm excited to see everything that you create in the future, man. Mm -hmm. 
Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm excited too. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to share more of, of my story and share more of what I've learned. And, you know, I've been, um, you know, one of my other great passions is, is just sharing, like sharing what I, what I have to offer. And I, even when I'm figuring it out and only a step or two ahead of someone else, like I'm doing everything I can to like help that other person along who's right behind me, you know, and they're helping me out in other ways. And I think that's like, how it's going to happen you know it's how it is happening it's how we're growing together it's how we're healing the world is by sharing like oh you figured this piece out oh you've got that piece like let me help you with that like oh i i, I know this thing you know and you know i want to keep keep paying it forward really you know keep passing it on and and you know i'd love to work more one-on-one with other business owners who are looking to you know grow their business that's already kind of got you know the kind of the remnants of, of a second paradigm business. Like I've been starting to just, you know, I've been coaching some friends and just some people I know um, who have businesses and helping to elevate them to the next level. And I'm super excited to like step more into that teacher, that coach role. I just like get so stoked when I can help others to like make their path smoother and not have to go through some of the shit I had to go through. You know, they're going to have their own shit they have to go through, but <laughs> yeah. I can make if I can make certain parts of their path a little smoother and, and like help them get to those breakthroughs a little bit quicker, like that just gives me so much like fulfillment and joy. So I'm super excited to like bring more of that out to the world. I love it. Yeah. We'll have to put your address down below <laughs> so people mm-hmm. can come and find you and eat pizza. <laughs> and oh, order totally. the samurai, That's awesome. The samurai mm-hmm. special. Yeah, we'll put the deets. So if you're ever in the Phoenix area, is it in the Phoenix area, Mesa? Mesa, uh, Phoenix. It's Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. We're in downtown Phoenix. Okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. Cool. If you're ever in the uh, Container Park, downtown Phoenix, mm-hmm. then uh, yeah, yeah. Freak Bros, and we'll put the yeah, we'll put the address. That's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And then send we'll have us in the a description. <laughs> yeah, send us a selfie with Nathan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna have so Instagram. many people coming up asking for selfies. <laughs> that episode back in 2019 yeah i'm here for my selfie oh i love it (laughs) all right man yeah this has been super fun any last words before we head out i think the last thing i want to say is just like there's nothing more powerful and nothing more challenging than following your soul's path and following your soul's calling not easy um at least it wasn't for me hopefully in the future it becomes easier hopefully it becomes more of a thing but at least for me it's been such a challenging thing to see the world and what it's doing and what other people are doing and feel deep inside of myself that i have another path like i have another way that i want to go a lot of times i haven't been able to explain my path to others even my parents Oftentimes, even myself and my own logical, rational mind of like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing it this way? That doesn't make any sense. But like, I just want to give encouragement to anyone who does find themselves in that space, whether you're an entrepreneur or a healer or, you know, whatever, whatever your path is, like just, you know, really trust in that, really trust in that deep intuition that you have, because it won't lead you wrong. You know, you got to learn how to tune into it a little better. You'll, you'll refine it and all of that. But like the core of it is good. 
the core of it is solid and you can really lean on that. So I want to give anyone listening just a little bit more permission to, to trust that part of yourself that, that you know is really true for you and to really see how far you can take that because it, it'll take you places. It'll take you actually exactly where you need to go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Awesome. And with that, yeah. we're off. That was great. Thanks, Nathan. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Yeah. This is amazing. Yeah, thank you. Wake up to this grounded existence, led by soul, where the world stands witness. Stuck in time, but in my soul.